Greetings, friends! Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Film Algamist Podcast. The show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here with a brief introduction before today's exciting, resolution-filled episode. People, it's official. We're on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com. Slash Film Alchemist Pod, the best way to support the show, the best way to make the show exactly what you want and deserve. You get a vote on our Patreon exclusives every month, right? We have an ever-growing library of awesome movies over there. Uh, you get a feature-length commentary. You can get our new miniseries, Tales from the Griff, uh, with a deep dive into every episode of Tales from the Crypt uh, coming out uh, next month, actually, next month. Uh, if you like us enough and support, you can even get a double feature that you program and we talk about just for you. So we're working really hard to make sure that it's worth your time and money over there. So if you'd be so kind, again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Uh, thank you in advance. Thank you for those of you who already do support us over there. Make sure you go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, Film Alchemist. Make sure you email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials, John. We're cool. We're hip. We're doing our thing, right? Uh, make sure that, uh, you know, you share. Leave those five stars ratings and reviews. Five stars, 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 uh, wherever you find the show. I'm just excited. I'm a ball of excitement. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of going for it. But you're not here for that. You're not here for all my business gobbledygook. You're here for our dear friend, Rachel Reeves. Um, one of the great things about this show is getting to meet Rachel, right? Uh, I found her online. I liked her vibe. I liked her work. So I reached out and asked her to come. I think the first movie she ever did with us was Predator. Uh, Rachel is always fascinated in the soundtrack and scores of movies, uh, especially horror movies. She's a writer, she's a podcaster in her own right, um, but more than anything, Rachel is just an awesome, awesome person. Uh, every time we get a reconnect, I am reminded of how warm and generous she is with herself and her time and her opinions. Uh, she really makes me feel excited to show up that day and talk movies. Rachel is also responsible for a lot of the guests you heard this month on our marathon were ra people that Rachel uh, introduced us to, so we owe Rachel a lot. Right. I wish Rachel all the best in life. <laughs> She's one of our favorite guests. She always comes uh, prepared to dominate the show. And this was no different. She actually decided what we would discuss New Year's Evil, a wonderful movie that, again, I had never seen. So it's fun. I expected one thing. Right. I kind of thought I was ahead of this movie. I actually think this movie so much better than I had anticipated. It was a wonderful, fun journey. And it's even more fun that Rachel was along for that ride. So thank you again to Rachel. You know we love you very much. I'm sure you guys will love her too. Find all Rachel's stuff in the show notes and details so you can go follow and support Rachel as well. So thanks again. Without any further ado, our episode on New Year's Evil with our friend Rachel Reeves. guys welcome back to the show our old friend rachel reeves welcome would you like to introduce yourself and uh the movie you brought with us today oh sure yeah hey it's rachel reeves so excited <laughs> to be back it's spooky season yes. and um this is me and my element i am a freelance <laughs> journalist i guess you could say um writing a lot about horror films and film scores mm -hmm. i'm all over the place you can catch me at room org dread central Daily Grindhouse, Bilingo, Film Cred, etc. Um, but today, 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 you know, it's funny. I was thinking about holidays and I know it's Halloween, but for <laughs> some reason it just got me thinking about all the other great holiday movies that are out yes. there. Maybe I'm just tired of seeing stuff talking about the Halloween franchise. Maybe that's it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but uh because that, of that said, check out our episode on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here on the Film Alchemist. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so for some reason, um, my selection today is the 1980 holiday classic, New Year's Evil. Yeah, easily the best New Year's Eve movie. Not that I think there's like a lot of competition. <laughs> I, I was trying to think today, what are like the best seasonal movies, right? Because everyone always goes mm. for Halloween, right? You've got your Groundhog's Day. You've got mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? I think this might be amongst the best holiday movies ever because i was telling you before we started i had never seen this somehow i thought i had when you said let's talk about it. i was like oh cool that movie 
Yeah. And when I turned it on, I was like, oh, I was thinking of something. I think I was thinking of April Fool's Day. Oh. Right? So yep. I think I just mm-hmm. had my wires crossed. That makes sense. I, I unabashedly loved this movie. <laughs> I thought it was so fucking happy. awesome. Because I went on Letterboxd like I always do to see what my friends said. And they're all like, it sucks. Bad reviews. And uh-huh. I don't know why, but me and my wife sat down and watched it. And we fucking loved it. I think this movie's awesome. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even trying to just play the point i really really enjoy i think this is a super fun because it kind of works in a lot of ways right one it was fun to be at like an old k-rock show because we used to live in la Mm. um but it's just this weird mix of you know music and culture and la is a weird place to see kind of like an end of year movie i feel like yeah and then at the core of it there's just this really fucking creepy killer and it's fun because they don't even hide the killer right this is all on front street um, yet it still remains really thrilling and creepy. Uh, so what about New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve? Oh, correction. Uh, did you you were like, this is the one. This is the one we got to talk about. <laughs> well, you know, it's one. The poster is just like very iconic, I think, yeah. especially when you're thinking about holiday films. And also, like, I'm just such a sucker for movies that involve like bands yes. and like just the the show that she's doing the kind of like the midnight special like music show i guess it's like i don't even like really understand like why the show's very like that popular yeah it's also part telethon so people are just like watching her talk on the phone but they can't hear what's on the phone so it's like what is this show it's like this is so boring like i mean but like it's got a killer sign hollywood hotline yeah you know she's got a killer stage name i mean she's blaze yeah so cool and you know supposedly it's like the new wave top like you yeah. call in i guess and like that was whoa. a weird one because that did not feel like new wave to me but mm-hmm. well my wife was like we would have been at that show for sure so we just thought that was fun as hell uh Dude, the first song the guy, by the shadows like, was amazing you would have been the guy like coming in, like I came all the way down. Yeah. Here, God, like, oh, you yeah. gotta get in before me. Like that's you. Like how <laughs> dare you, Rachel? I am a chronically on time person. Okay, okay. I'm one of those. I get like the sweats if I think I'm gonna be late. Mm, you know what I mean? Because right. mm-hmm. I seem like the type that is very lethargic and would be late, but never, never. I'd be the guy maybe spitting out of the car, something like that. Because I've had a few oh. too many. <laughs> just the opening of like these eight people like beverly hillbilling through the fucking town oh like that's spitting and fighting people yeah you get like the, the you get like the punks like doing punky things i yeah. guess like the adamant like makeup and the yep. you know the the classic like original theme song like like those things are all like it's like if i had like just a checklist of <laughs> things rachel's into it would have been like yeah. check, yep yep all right and i'm in sold yeah like this is all i need so it well, was it's great because they're driving and on one side there's like a dad with the kid in the car like shaking his fist and on yeah. the other side of traffic there's like a lady flashing him oh yeah and you're like totally this is a new year's eve kind of environment yeah everyone's just out to make bad choices i i thought it was great I was surprised how immediately hooked I was because <laughs> uh, the opening starts with uh, the sidekick, right? She's she's in her room. She sees yep. the door open a little. Um, she essentially dies by the thing that me and my mother had been fighting about my entire life. So my mother always buys like these really highly decorative shower curtains uh-huh. as if they're uh-huh. like art to like fill in the room. Yeah. Every time I go to her house or anyone's house, the first thing I do is slide that fucking curtain all the way back. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not about to be vulnerable using the restroom in some no. fucking person's back there. And every time I close them, my mom's like, are you still scared of that? Why do you still open those? And I'm going to show her this movie now and be like, yeah. that's exactly fucking why you open those. Oh, yeah. That is a very real thing. I do the, I do the same thing. Like, you got to. You have to. Yeah. It's 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 a real thing. Or like when you're like washing your face or something and then you yeah. like look up really quick because it's like, oh, my gosh, there's, there's, there's always something right in the mirror when the me. camera comes back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I it's it's funny because it's not I wouldn't say it's one of the most exceptional like horror movie scenes I've seen, mm-hmm. but it shows you it's a really good microcosm into what this movie does. Right. Which is just real lean and getting to it kind of horror. Right. Oh, yeah. So you open the door. No one's there. Weird. She goes in. He just grabs her and stabs her like three times and we cut away. Mm -hmm. It's so matter of fact. This is exactly what we're doing. I wanted to ask you, do you think I got this right or not? Because me and my wife were arguing. 
Okay. The second Blaze's son shows up. Yeah. And he goes, hello, mother. I said, that guy, that guy did it. Oh. <laughs> like, immediately I knew he was a creep. And then at the end, my wife's like, well, you were wrong. I was like, I don't think I am. I think maybe I was at least half right. Right. Yeah. Like, I call- also, we find out at the end that motherfucker had been snitching on his mom a lot. Mm-hmm. He's inadvertently respond. Do you think that I nailed it? Well, okay. The son, <laughs> this movie is. I love it. It's so fun yeah. and silly and stupid and amazing. <laughs> There's some real questionable messaging here regarding like, <laughs> some, like yeah. successful women and, you know, somehow it's her fault that, yeah. you know, he and the son are turning out this way because she's successful. So there's some yeah. questionable things there. They're trying to interrupt but... her on her big night. Like, yeah, they couldn't because, just talk to her the next day. <laughs> yeah, like, she's famous and, like, yeah. okay, clearly she's a little distracted and not, you know, really paying yeah. attention to her son and his successes. But, yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on with this yeah. kid. But, I, yeah, for sure thought it was yeah. him. And I didn't necessarily see the twist. I can tell you that. Yeah. It, if it got me the first time, I was like, oh, okay, I see where this you Yeah. Know. Well, I told my wife, I was like, this would be such an 80s cheat thing is the first time we see him stab the nurse that he's banging. Right. Yeah. They cut away to Blaze and then they cut back to her son watching Blaze. Yeah. And I was like, that's going to be a cheat. That's going to be some kind of like different timelines. I was like, watch. I, I just would not get off that this kid was involved. Yeah. Lo and behold, right? But I think that is one of the cool things, right, is they show us right away. Because when they first do the thing and they're pushing in on, you know, call me evil or whatever, mm-hmm. he kind of had his head turned. And I'm like, that's the kid. Come to find out it was his dad, right? That was one of the reveals at the end that he's actually the dad who we thought was just doing blow in Palm Springs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, it took me a minute to be like, no, no. And then I was like, all right, well, they're both going to be killers. And they're going to meet at the end like Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that scene at the hospital was awesome. Like him seducing the the nurse. (laughs) I thought that was amazing. What did you make of that scene as it's going down? I mean, I think it made me laugh really hard. Right. It's just like all these cliches and especially. I always come well equipped. I bet you do. (laughs) Oh, I know. And just like, you know, you can just see all these influences from like Halloween and Halloween 2 and just like all these things in there. So it just makes it even more enjoyable in that way because you just get to like (laughs) totally know like what they're you know, stealing from and imitating. Yeah. They but, even literally stole the Friday the 13th sound. Yeah. You know I mean? like, oh, yeah. Friday like, the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. And it's yeah. just, I love, well, it's funny. Number one, like a lot of the women that he kills in this are a little slightly older, which I'm like, hell yeah. Like, you know, these older babes are like out mm-hmm. and having a good time too. Like she's a little bit older, the nurse. And, they both have incredibly feathered hair. Incredible. So, you know, they're just having a good time. And I do, I mean, I think it's funny. He carries, yeah, carries the tape recorder with him everywhere he goes and then records it and then plays it back. Like, there's some yeah. real, like, ghost face vibes here. And then the, that weird voice altering thing that he yeah. has. So. It looked like one of those vibrating toothbrushes at the start. So I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah. But I, I thought him, because the way they're doing the countdown with New Year's Eve, right? So essentially he's going to do a kill every time zone in America when it turns New Year's. Yes. And the countdown, and then he just he shuts it off and presses record and stabs her. I thought that was awesome. Oh, it's. I thought that was a really cool gimmick for the movie, right? Like you think about how many horror movies struggle with, the concept of time zones right yeah and like how time (laughs) functions in reality i mean there's so many things like you think about like gremlins and like okay don't feed them after midnight but like what does that mean if you're in you know where what midnight where are you does it matter (laughs) anyways but like here they actually use that as a plot device and they do it well and it actually like makes sense and you know, it keeps it moving because like, okay, every like hour, every two hours or whatever, yeah. there's going to be. So I love that aspect of it. I, I mean, his plan is a little, a little not confused, but it seems quite elaborate, I guess. Like he like planned it's, out. It's a long time. way around to get to where he wants to be. 
for sure. Yeah, and it's like it also he, like, feels has... like it'd be easier for him to just get in the building with his wife and then begin his plan. Yeah, he's got all you these know? costumes and like <laughs> the mustache out, like, costume. Yeah, yeah, the mustache costume and like the cars and like going to all these different locations. Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting because it doesn't seem like he has any attachment to these women in particular, like these specific no. women that he's killing. So it's just, what, why did you, I don't know. It seems like a they lot of work. were all kind of like busty blonde types. Yeah. And then there's a weird thing where he was staring at a picture of a nun. Which I was like, is that his mom? Like, what is happening in this moment, right? It was Because he hits the bikers because he's like staring and losing his mind at this picture of the nun. Um, One of the weird choices of the movie, though, right, is that we see the first kill. He calls it in, and the detective's like, hey, oh, it's real. Like, it's really happening. She's like, oh, God, no, but I still have to host. Then it just becomes our killer's movie. Like, Blaze is essentially not the protagonist anymore until maybe, like, a moment at the end of the film, but essentially it becomes our killer's movie. Um, It kind of reminded me a little of When a Stranger Calls, right, that does that, too, this great opening, and then we just switch and follow this maniac around. I thought that was really cool. Him traipsing around the valley had me dying, right? So he catches these two ladies at the bar. That scene where her friend comes out with the champagne bottle, yeah. that is – see, that's what I mean. It feels like I immediately in that moment knew these guys are operating on a higher level than I expected, right? Uh-huh. It feels like generic slasher kind of stuff. That misdirect is so fucking rad, right, that here's a shoe. Here's another yeah. shoe. And then you see her sleeve out the dumpster. You're like, all right, we're about to see the body. She opens it up and he's there with a the little lighter and grabs her ass and drags her in. That's awesome. That is oh, one yeah. of my favorite scenes I've seen all spooky season so far. Oh, that yeah, was so awesome. good. It's so Did funny. you expect like, that the first time you watched it? No. I if didn't. anyone says they did, I bet they're lying. Yeah. Like, that is a great 100%. classic misdirect. <laughs> 100% thought it was going to be her in there. I just, it's so funny to me because. Okay, everybody behind this movie, you know, the the golems and the globus and all that, like they know they're so good at they know what people want mm-hmm. and they delivered with this. So like, all right, we're just going to have like fun kills yeah. revolving around this holiday. They just stitch together a plot. I'm also convinced that they were like, okay, the hillside stranglers. Like that yeah. was a very hot case at the mm. time. And so they kind of just were like, all right, holiday movie, Hillside Stranglers. All right. Uh, we got like this music thing. All right. Let's just have this New Year's show and just force it all together. Yeah. And it shouldn't work as well as it does. But, but, right. they, but they hired good actors. Like yeah. for the most part, a lot of these people involved. The main, the main killer actor is wonderful. And shame on me for never remembering any actor's names. Right? Yeah, I've got like, like my 50 and that's it. But he's so good in this movie. He's in a ton of stuff and he's still yeah. acting. That and... scene in the dumpster is rad. Like his yeah. face right there. I was like, that's a legitimate performance moment that I really yeah. appreciated. Like these are talented folks, I think. And then you've got um, Roz Kelly as Blaze. Mm-hmm. And like she was in Happy Days, I guess. And she was in, so she was actually kind of like a very recognizable person that people Mm -hmm. would know. She's also, I don't know if you like looked at her bio at all, but she is a wild personality. Did you look into her? No, I didn't. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just going to say this. I used to watch Happy Days. I didn't even recognize her from that. Yeah. So she was in Happy Days. And then, um, so she was, yeah, she was the fall. Wait, what's his, right? The girlfriend. She, oh, Fonzie's she was girlfriend? pinky. She was Fonzie? Fonzie's girlfriend. Okay. And then, okay. <laughs> so in 1998, she, this is Wikipedia. So, you know, it's true. She was 100. arrested. She was arrested for firing a 12 gauge shotgun into the living room window of a neighbor's house after a car alarm, car alarm woke her up. She also shot the neighbor's <laughs> car and another car. So something woke her up in the middle of the night. So yeah. she shot up their house in the car. Uh, they weren't, ho- they weren't, they yeah. weren't home at the time. So nobody was hurt. And then in 2000, so this wasn't even that long ago, she was sentenced to 120 days in jail for hitting a man with her cane. (laughs) What a badass. So so she, you know, maybe. (laughs) She learned the final girl lesson. Yeah. So she's like, don't play around. (laughs) I I don't know enough about her to know if this is like super like 
badass and punk rock or like maybe she needs some you know mental maybe something's a little askew well, yeah maybe i think it's shooting a up your boat, neighbor's but... house red flag hitting someone with your cane <laughs> that could be okay depending so, so. Uh, anyways <laughs> i do think it's funny that she's like she's embodying this character on the stage of kind of right. this like badass famous rock and roll icon i guess which is kind of funny i think the queen of rock but, and roll or whatever yeah, they call the her yeah the queen of rock you know new wave and rock and roll she's got those incredible pink eyebrows which i was like so obsessed with but <laughs> and then but she also kind of mirrored that in real life which i thought was kind of interesting so yeah. anyways moral of the story i think the actors in this are better than I would have expected for sure for something like yes. this. Yes. <laughs> well, you get some really good ones and then you just get like weird moments like when she buys the champagne and the guys, thank you. Thank you for that. It's, it's like so awkward. And the what? other woman says nothing. And it's yeah, just it like, is. what is happening? Yeah. And you're like, that was just a, like, we have one like five minute window to get this. Go, go. Well, they, they probably like <laughs> blew all their money on these people. There's also a yeah. scene that makes me laugh. Like when it's, it's, it's that same kind of thing where the cops go around the corner and they're like looking and they're like, ah, more blood. We better get some help. And they just like walk off. <laughs> they're like i'm not i'm not feeling the emotional motivation here <laughs> no. yeah I'll, i will say though because there are moments like that but then you get the dumpster and then you get this weird extra level of psychosis that this guy has just set these ladies up on some random people's kids playground i was oh. like that's fucking yeah. disturbed that's and then, like, wild. she slides down yeah, the slide. Yeah, she slides down with her boob so cut open. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like they know exactly what people wanted. They are yeah. like, we just got to deliver good kills, like, boobs, and, like, charismatic, yep. a charismatic killer. And I think that they were just tapping into a lot of things. Like, I mean, the Hillside Stranglers, you know, Mr. Mm -hmm. Bianchi was kind of, you know, they were, he was a charismatic, good-looking young guy. So I think that yeah. they were playing, playing into that a lot and... But it's, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that enjoyable. <laughs> well, no, even the scene, right, where he's like, he runs over the bikers and he's running from them. As he's doing this really strange priest role. The <laughs> scene where, the costume. <laughs> yeah, he like runs out, right? And the guy stops him and he's like, I'm not a man of violence. I'm a man of God. And then guts him. Yeah. Right? And then he steals the car with the girl in it, right? Mm -hmm. All of this is bizarre. And what I think is really funny is by the end of the film, right, it hits you. You're like, oh, he's a failed actor. Mm. He's a failed actor. That's why he's doing the mustache and the when he's dressed as the priest, he's like giving this like highfalutin, you know, defense. Okay, of himself. I didn't even I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a fucking failed actor. That makes sense. Cause right. This like, like handsome, charming man. And then at yeah. the end, when he tells his wife, he's like, I'm fed up. You castrated yeah. me. Our son got a role without using his name, right? He did it on his yeah. own despite you. Yeah. I think that's him saying, like, I was supposed to be the star, right? Yeah. I was supposed to be this guy, and you fucking took that from me. And now I'm Blaze's boyfriend or husband, whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just was like, oh, this is like a failing actor, right? He did that his makes... workshops. It didn't work. He's like, but I'm mm -hmm. handsome. What's going on? <laughs> right? mm -hmm. Then his wife All gets right. famous, and he can't fucking handle it. And then he trains sense. his son through osmosis, also learns to resent his mother's success. That's That was my theory when he jumps off the end. Because when he jumps, he does that fucking Shakespeare in the park, right? Yep. Oh, but to love again or whatever. And I was like, what is he saying? That makes sense. And he sense. jumped and I was like, that was his final monologue. He's writing his like curtain call. Like he thinks yeah. he's Natalie Portman in Black Swan, right? Like sending <laughs> off. <laughs> so the idea of an actor who just fucking loses it and is like running around town. I thought that was amazing. I was really into it. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And I actually kind of makes me like it more because then Way that more. makes like the dramatic, like, all right, I'm going to stage this at a, you know, a sanitarium and I'm going to dress up as a priest and I'm going to, you know, go to the swingers bar, I guess is what he yeah. like. With his mustache like, and the mustache and like the disco. And oh God, I that that girl that he picks up. I just loved her. I love oh, she her, was so good. She's like, I do TM boy. and TA and <laughs> yeah, just like so cute. Yeah. And okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that read. And yeah, the son, I can't, I just can't get over. I don't know what was going on with him. <laughs> yeah. There, Cause he comes in and he's like, he wants to tell his mom about the show and they make a real specific point of like, see, she is a bad mom. She's not listening to him. You're like, also she's going on mm -hmm. live and the biggest show of her career in like five minutes. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, I bet The Rock doesn't talk to his kids like two minutes before he like does WrestleMania. You know what I mean? He probably has to stretch and like limber up, whatever, right? Like, does you he can still talk do to the WrestleMania? I think. Well, my kids still are big wrestling fans, so like I kind of watch with them, yeah. and they tell me he's coming back. Oh, I'm I don't breaking know. News. Okay. What I know is that I watched wrestling with them Monday, <laughs> and these guys that I was watching in middle school came back out. Oh, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, I guess you just never get out once you're a wrestler. You're always like in somehow. That's funny. but yeah. But I was just like, you know, leave it the fuck alone. Tell her your story tomorrow, right? You'll still be cast in the show tomorrow at a nice brunch, right? Yeah. But they can't. There is this thing that they want her to stop her career to acknowledge mm -hmm. theirs. Yeah. And so the kid feels exactly like this guy who just re grew up in a house where the mom and dad were always screaming and he was always victimizing himself. Yeah. And he just took his dad's side, right? Because at one point he's like got a fucking knife and he's putting like the pantyhose. He's... But weirdly, like, <laughs> sniffing the pantyhose. So weird. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> so weird. And then he comes down and almost, like, confronts her backstage and then runs away when the cops are. They have that one cop who talks like this. Right? That was yeah. cracking us up. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. He cut the boobs. Mother issues. And we're like, what? Who is the this narrator? Oh, yeah, I like, loved it. There the was, voice it, was just stunning. <laughs> yeah, there were just some things that were just so dramatic in that way, yeah. but it just make, made me laugh so hard. I Okay, I wanted to ask you about what you thought about the music. Um, Fucking loved it. Oh, I loved it. I don't think I would anything those bands were playing. Yeah. I don't know if I would call any of it New Wave. <laughs> no, not a lick of it. I actually looked up the song on Spotify and I was like, that is not new wave. Like not even in the slightest, <laughs> like maybe early alternative, like right before, like what was happening in the nineties. But I was like, that's not new wave for sure. And like, it almost <laughs> felt like, you know, like knock, like kind of glam rock almost. Like, yeah, it, that's a good way to put it. Like I know that it's, rocky. it's 1980. Mm -hmm. So it, it, so much, so much of this movie felt very seventies to me. And it also it felt really very, did. It, it felt very Italian to me. Yes. I agree like, with both of those sentiments. Like this felt very much in the same line as like Paganini horror and demons mm -hmm. and yes, that that's style. A great like analogy. if it was like if this was dubbed, I would have been like, oh yeah, this is an Italian yeah, production. It would it would be the least <laughs> shocking thing ever, right? <laughs> yeah. It would have been right at home with yeah. all of those. No, I thought it was cool because it had this like kind of punk rock adjacent kind of music right mm -hmm. but then in the middle when he kills the first lady they're doing like this slow like kind of bluesy riff it's so and all weird. the punk rockers are like slow dancing to it <laughs> but he's like murdering to it and i was like what the fuck is that and then like you know he's chasing that young teenager through the park and it's like mm -hmm. real synth out and i was like they're just all it felt like changing radio stations to me <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just like a little bit of everything. But I was enjoying everything they did, I guess. Yeah. I think I just your, your point is great. I was like, I kept watching. I was like, why is this working so well for me? You know what I Because I, I feel like mm -hmm. if I watched this on a different day, I'd be like, that sucked. I hated it. But for some reason today, it just fucking hit like every one of my nerves. And I was like, I'm loving this ride. Yeah. I was unprepared. It, yeah. I mean, I think it sets you up to kind of know what you're in for i think really well so that you're not i don't know it it it, it lays all its cards out on the table just between mm -hmm. like the way that blaze is dressed yeah. like immediately it's like okay so like all right so she's the you know the rock and roll queen all right that <laughs> amazing makeup and that yeah. weird like latex dress and the sun just being super creepy yeah. and then yeah that, that scene with all the kids in the cars so you you know what you're in for so i i respect it for never pretending to be something that it's not yeah that's a good <laughs> and, way to put it right it's like we know exactly what we are we just got to yeah. do the best in this sandbox oh yeah you and know I what i mean that, i think the music like the the band, I think they looked they looked incredible. Like those they were, outfits. They did that funny thing where every time the drummer ended a song, he looked into camera and did like this weird fist. Oh my god, stick. so good. Yeah, I was like, I loved it. I was like, that is like the fourth time you've done that, dude. Like, fine. <laughs> and I think it was it's the same band, but like multiple times she would be like, okay, now it's Shadow, or now it's yeah, made it made in Japan. Yeah, I was like, wait, is it the same band? Just like, but it was definitely covers? the same band. Yeah. 
or are they is it supposed the to be the k-rock house band, band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like i don't understand i just i i don't <laughs> believe that this show would be very popular i guess <laughs> no well that's it as soon as she's like i'm gonna go answer the phones and nothing was happening i'm like those kids are throwing like plastic beers at her yeah like so they're like boring. we came here for a show <laughs> you know and they're pelting the stage yeah um, plus yeah it was like 40 people in there yeah so I was people. like, this is like an up and coming event, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Moshing around. But, the, yeah. but she's also like the show's big enough to have like reporters in all these cities, like in Chicago yeah. and Aspen, which I thought was an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it is kind of strange. Also, it, it was funny because I guess I've never thought of New Year's Eve as a holiday that happens four times in America. So that was kind of a new thing I yeah. thought about, right? Because I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it happens where you are and that's it. But where he's like, now let's go to Chicago's New Year's Eve and let's go to Aspen's New Year's Eve. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that was how it used to be. Yeah, I just I feel like by that point, I'm either like asleep or too drunk to care. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, New Year's Eve is not really my like chill holiday. It's either one or the other. Like I'm totally out or too much. Um, I got to ask you, what did you think of this ending? When Richard is revealed to be the killer, right? He's wearing this weird, weird like Nixonian mask. Mm-hmm. What is going through your head when he's revealed to be the guy? I mean, I mean it's just it, the the whole way it's revealed is interesting. Okay, so he's like in her room to kill he snuck her. In, I, I thought it was cops. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was great how they revealed it. Because you see him sneak up on her with the mask and she's getting, I don't know, changing for, you know, the finale or something. I don't know. She's having an existential crisis into the mirror, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) So then, you know, then she, he pulls off the mask and she's like, oh, hey. And then you're like, oh, shit, it was her husband the whole time. He's not in Palm Springs. So, like, (laughs) that I think is really incredible. But then there's still, like. 25 minutes left in the movie yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird because he does the, the cops like i'm gonna find out what's up with you guy and he's like all right dude mm-hmm. and then somehow he's able to like manipulate the elevator right oh i that, thought that I, idea that he chained her up to the elevator was fucking awesome oh i loved it i, have I was a like lot of i can't questions. believe i don't feel like i've seen that like that was a really mm-hmm. cool kind of set piece that felt i don't know bigger is the right word it felt like it went a little above and beyond what i expected for the end of this yeah i think it's so funny though because when you find out it's her husband you're like all right i get it i think we were we touched on it briefly but i'd like to get your thoughts on this monologue he's spitting at her (laughs) yeah i think it adds this really personal touch that really clicks together the movie you've been watching Mm -hmm. and elevates it ever so much right where you're just like okay this does feel because i think you feel like it's operating a little above its head and you're like this is gonna fall apart at the end yeah that personal touch I thought was really important. What did you make of this this fucking nonsensical soliloquy he's on? Well, I mean, it's really just a whole lot of just insecure masculine masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. She, just like we were talking about, she has outstaged him and out, you know, she funds him. He talks about like getting an allowance yeah. and just like can't deal with the fact that she's the successful one and that you know she is in control and has you know mentioned something about oh our son has told me about how you you know flirt with other men mm-hmm. and all this and as they thought he was in palm spring coked out of his mind yeah yeah <laughs> so you know and so like that's what fuels him to go yeah. on and like reassert his like power by yeah. you know overtaking all these other women and killing them i guess yeah um, i don't know why the other women had to get it that felt really but again i think it's his like i'm gonna be more famous than her moment you know well yeah and i think i mean that's why i think like they really were drawing inspiration from like a lot of yeah. these actual real life serial killer cases I agree with you, yeah. like they were there was a little bit of thought put into like how and why they were doing this and even like how he was picking them up i think mm-hmm. was inspired a lot by that and just you know impersonating because that's what the stranglers did whether they were impersonating cops and picking up women who trusted them that way so it yeah it does tie it all together but yeah like you mentioned better than you would think <laughs> 
Yeah, I just, there's this extra, it just felt a little more thoughtful, right? Mm -hmm. And again, and I that's the thing, because I think the start of the movie felt unfair, right? And I think this is one of those, we're bringing like today's mind space back. I don't think there's a lot of dudes today, at least I hope not, right? There aren't a lot of dudes today that still have this like, I got to make more than my wife and what it like, I'm sure that exists somewhere. But me and oh, most yeah. of my friends, it's like, it's not like that at all, right? We're like, it's it's all good now. Well, I'm um, glad so to you hear bring that. that. Yeah, right? It's it's such <laughs> yeah. a weird thing, right? Like, I recognize that in my father. Yeah. Like, that kind of like, this is life lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, dinner on the table when I get home, that kind of bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us had that, and we're like, that's lame. Let's not do that. Um, So it is this kind of old-timey headspace, right? But I think the movie is pretty unfair to her at the start. Right, mm-hmm. where they do, they're like, look at what a piece of shit she is. She doesn't acknowledge yeah, her son's is, great success. I think this weird. moment makes it fair because it's showing that he's setting her up to fail. Yeah. He called his dad and was gassing him up to come do this, possibly in on it in his, in his own little way, right? Mm. So I think it, it takes the sting out of that moment, and it just puts him in this you know, absolute, I guess he's already in an indefensible position as he's a murderer of multiple people. But yeah. it makes him not this, like, Netflix series, like, look at that monstrous superhero killer. It makes him this really small kind of pathetic childlike guy. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think just that little bit, right? Not intentional or not, right? Maybe, like, we just need him to say something. I thought it worked much more than I had expected, right? Yeah. And it him makes just him running look away and jumping. Yeah, it makes him look so sad. And at the end, when he's in his mask doing his Shakespeare, it's like, you're not Michael Myers. You're just... <laughs> The fucking lamest guy. Like, just the worst, most pitiful guy. So, again, I think this is one of those movies where it's just you keep waiting for it to fall apart and be what you thought it was going to be. And it just kind of keeps leaping the obstacles. And by the end, I was so pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah. It's it's I didn't expect it to be that fun. Yeah. And like even the things that aren't good about it, they're just done in a way where it's still. Like, I mean, yeah, like some of the acting is really silly. I thought that multiple times they're like, oh, it's the same M.O. And it's like, is it, though? Like, no, he, wait, what? <laughs> like he that girl has a bag on her head. What are you talking yeah, like, about? <laughs> he, like, strangled that one and yeah. like stabbed this other. And like, there's two there, but there's only like maybe one it was the champagne. That was the thing. <laughs> one was in the neck. And like, so it's like, I don't know. There's just like, but it's it's all really funny in the way it's yeah. executed that I never it, I never like rolled my eyes like, oh, no. God, are you kidding me? Because it's oh. just the way that it's done. It has a sense of humor about itself. And like it, it's in on the joke, which yes. makes the whole thing more enjoyable. Whereas if it yeah. was trying to come off super serious the whole time, like, no, this is a serious horror movie. Um, <laughs> just you're going to need to take this serious. Right. <laughs> Like it, it, it didn't do that, and so that's why it. Works. I kind of would because... like to see that version too, right? <laughs> yeah. The like real slow soap opera push-ins, right? Yeah, I'm crazy. No, yeah. <laughs> but just the and scene I... when like they're at the asylum and everyone's having a party, I was like, that's awesome. We got, I love that scene. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a a good point, right? Is it? It's it's having fun with us. Mm-hmm. right and then by by the end right when you get to the like the kid over his father i'm like that's a pretty fucking solid image and then him staring at the mask i'm like that works so well but is so cheesy yeah but the movie has built up this perfect rapport where you're you're so enjoying that moment mm-hmm. right like the it's put up a cheese resistance to itself and you're like fuck yeah dude put the mask on and at the end when he drives the ambulance away and we just cut to black Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like the credits roll and you're still having fun in your mind with this movie. Oh yeah, the song um, kicks back on and oh, it's yeah. like, where's the sequel? Yeah. Wait, is this there This is no the Lego sequel we need. I know. Quit just like can you let Is there Michael a sequel Myers... to this? Did you just say there's part two? No, I mean there should be. Oh, I don't someone know. Someone just told me on not... another podcast that there was a Christmas story part two and it blew my fucking mind. There is I don't my think summer it's... story or whatever. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I've never seen it. But I've heard it has Charles Grodin in it, and somehow I haven't seen it. That's shocking to me. But well, you know, Christmas is coming. Winter is coming. I don't want to watch a summer story in Christmas, though. You know, I I guess I don't. I think this would have been a fun one to keep. Like, I would like to at least see the sun's rampage. Yeah, you know what I mean. See what he's getting in on. 
Yeah. Yeah. And what happens with his mom? Like, is he just like. I hope his mom kicks his ass. Wait. I hope his mom shoves those roses down his fucking throat. No, she didn't die. That's right. Because she is taken into. She's in the ambulance. Do you think he kills her? She was under the elevator, right? And then got dragged out when all the shots were being fired. I think he's going to try. He definitely killed the ambulance driver. So he's picking up where dad left off. I think Blaze is going to kick the shit out of him, though. I think I think he gives that do you know who my dad is kind of energy. Yeah. And so I don't believe when push comes to shove, he's going to be tough enough to get the job done. Yeah. I like to think Blaze stomps him. She's going to get so famous. Okay. I thought that too. I was like, in a weird way, her show was terrible. Yeah. And she misses the end of it. Uh-huh. And her husband is mad because he's not as famous as her. Somehow this all conspires into making her more famous than she ever would have been previous. Oh, she's going to get like book deals and like book. talk she's show She's going to be on spots. every talk show. She's oh going to be God. on Good Morning America, right? <laughs> so this whole thing was just because these poor Maybe little boys. Maybe the husband is giving her a gift. Weren't getting enough attention. <laughs> and now she's getting even yeah. more. That's what so. you get. That's what you yeah. get. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's so fucking fun. I think that's what I fall back on. It's just a really fucking fun movie. Yeah, Um, you know, I just, sometimes, like, I love all kinds of horror. I love really serious horror. I love elevated horror. Yeah. But sometimes you just need a break, you know? I just, I can only take so much of it. And as somebody who loves horror year-round and watches it constantly, it can get really heavy sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I just love it when a film can be just kind of mindless and you can enjoy it and you don't have to overanalyze it. Like it's kind of no. fun to analyze some films like this, like because yeah. it's like so non-consequential and just kind of yeah. silly, but you can kind of have fun with it in that regard. So I just appreciate it. And because there's some that you want to be this good and then you see it and you're like, oh, that was just kind of painful. And this yeah. doesn't drag. I think it's the exact amount of time. Because what is it? It's, it's how quick. long is it? It's like 90 it minutes, It felt right? like 70 minutes, right? It felt like it was over as soon as it started for me. Yeah. Um, so like, so it doesn't really waste in. any time. It's got yeah. a killer soundtrack. Even the score is like really silly and yeah. just like lots of synths and simple. Like I know that there was, you know, two people that worked on it, but it sounds like one person was just doing <laughs> right. this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was never anything more than it needed to be, and yeah. it just flies by, and it, that's that's great. It's a palate cleanser, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, especially there were so many movies from this era that were just such derivative slasher movies, right? They're like, we mm-hmm. just need, like you said, the tits and a knife and whatever. And we'll get the job done. And you see that lack of passion. That's probably the only thing about a movie that really makes me angry is when you're just mm-hmm. like, no one gave a fuck about this movie existing beyond just getting paid for something, right? Yeah. This one is not derivative like the rest of those, right? And it, like you said, it has nothing unnecessary. It's Sometimes it's fun to just watch a really stripped down, simple story told exceptionally well. Yeah. You know, so there's not all these like bigger things that are harder to land. This is a really simple movie. This guy is running towards this DJ, TV host, whatever, and it's going to happen by midnight West Coast. Yeah. Right? And there's going to be three murders along the way, and they just manage to stick every landing. It also, like, it doesn't, like, it looks pretty good for what it is. It really does. Like, like you can tell that it's like, all right, there was some, like, competent filmmaking here, like, Mm -hmm. some good lighting, like, somebody knew how to edit, like... (laughs) You know, it's getting not... that blood feast plug in there. Yeah, they had good stuff yeah. in this one. Like it's it's not painful in that regard either. So it's no, it's, you know, I know. Other obviously, than those like... really weird acting transitions with like really small characters, yeah. I feel like this movie just pretty much nails it across the board. I almost wonder if that whoever edited it was like, oh yeah, I'm leaving that in there. That's you know? fucking funny. That's fucking funny. That would be like, even better. I would like the movie even more. Because like a lot of those scenes, like yeah. it doesn't, they're not actually important. Like that scene no. in the liquor store and the cops. It's like yeah, you could you. edit those out. Yeah, and it would not change anything. It'd she could fine. just grab her money, put it in the wallet, and walk out with no line said. It is mm-hmm. almost funny if it's like, let's see if they notice this. Yeah. <laughs> just like. Well, that's bad. I'm leaving it in. And they're yeah. like, whatever. But see, <laughs> like, just... You said it right, though, right? Even the bad stuff becomes charming because they've earned our trust. 
mm-hmm. so early in the movie. But yeah, that is just like something to laugh at, not like a, oh, God. Yeah. Right, like, I better turn this off. That's just like a fun, memorable, like, extra layer of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I was I was honestly fucking shocked how good this movie was. And I thank you very much for bringing it into my life. You're welcome. You know, yeah. I- this is one of my because the, the new ones I saw this year were Frankenhooker, this and Satan's Little Helpers. Those were my three and the keep. Those were my never scenes before. Oh, the keep. Um, All right. So it's been really fun, right? This this and Frankenhooker are neck and neck for the most fun movies I had gotten to watch for the first time this year. Yeah. I mean, those are both they're both just yeah super fun sometimes you just you gotta just have a break and feel like it's okay to laugh it's okay to have fun with horror too (laughs) sometimes our day asks so much of us i don't want to be like facing the deepest darkest parts of humanity no and like Like, i don't i don't want to look into my soul i want to sit on my couch and eat chips you know what i mean well like (laughs) like like, i I will watch a lot of things like in bed like Mm. like to go to sleep and it's just like nope Sometimes I don't want something like that's actually going to like bother me as I'm going to sleep. But something like this, it's like, (laughs) okay, I can turn it off and like go to sleep and it's fine. It's like a warm (laughs) murder blanket. Just a warm (laughs) murder blanket. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I I would kill for that um, Hollywood hotline neon. You want that neon? Oh my God. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I would hang that in my living room. (laughs) That would, dude, we should see if that exists. (laughs) We should see if that exists. I want I'll see if we have any rich rich uh creeps that listen to our show that want to win us over <laughs> yeah oh also i was just wondering like okay how much i mean you live in you live in california like how much do you not think... anymore i live in indiana now oh indiana okay sorry <laughs> the dollar well, goes much further here yeah. in indiana <laughs> how much do you think that that tape deck would sell for nowadays <laughs> that he carries like around a collector's <laughs> item yeah, it's like, you know, like I, some like flea market. I bet you you'd get like 15 grand for that at an auction. 15 grand. I bet you there's like, all you need is like 20 people who really love this movie. No, but like if it was just like that. Oh, like just know, a version just of that? that? Oh, yeah, yeah, 20 bucks max. 20? No. I bet someone would say 20 because it has a shoulder strap. I, oh, I think you can get way more for it. I think you could. I think. You think if... you get more for a fucking cassette player deck? Oh yeah! These if I'm paying are twenty bucks, or me? if I'm paying more than twenty bucks, I want Radio Raheem's one from Do the Right Thing. I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm just saying wow, if I went 20. to like a hipstery like flea yeah. market where people are like thrifting things for right. five dollars and reselling them for a hundred dollars, like I guarantee you that you tape think? deck would sell for at no. least one fifty. Get the fucking wait, but see the hipsters stop at vinyl, right? Are there no cassette no. tape hipsters? Oh my god, yes! Come on, <laughs> come on! No one thinks that's a better experience, right? I, I grew okay. up. My first two things I ever bought for myself musically were cassette tapes. Listen, I don't agree with it. I am not advocating on behalf of the cassette right. players. I am just saying. <laughs> I worked at a hundred and fifty, huh? I mean, I you would you would have a better insider information than i would yeah i'm telling I agree. you cassettes are cassettes are hot. hot that's fucking insane they make new ones you can buy no new what? cassettes no of albums that are coming out <laughs> 2022 out of here. oh my gosh i knew vinyl was back All i right. bought my wife a vi- a record player and records that she never listens to because she wanted that. to get into it Mm-hmm. But she does what the rest of us do, and it's like, hey, Alexa, play this song, right? <laughs> so funny. You Okay, I, I know you have a hopping Discord, so you're going to have to – I mean, I feel like there's some people there that will probably okay. have my back and vouch that, like – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear what other people think. I think 100 Everyone bucks always takes everyone's side against me, so that alone <laughs> – they all like to turn on me. Mm-hmm. But it's like – no, that's why I have no – ground space for this right when i go to flea markets i only buy swords so yeah i buy like ninja swords and shit because i just think that's cool to walk around a flea market yeah i think it's cool to walk around with a beer and a sword and everyone's like what the fuck's that guy doing here (laughs) yeah i do i'm like hey you got any sword i have the last time i went to one before covid i got uh a samurai sword over there for 10 bucks and a tales from the crypt crypt keeper candelabra for 20 bucks sick yeah it was great but I would not pay $150 for a janky old cassette player. 
Well, that's good. Even uh, with yeah. deluxe carrying strap, which is the coolest feature of it. Yeah. I guess if I was going to murder people, I'd want to have memorandums of it. I guess. Yeah. I probably just recorded on my iPhone. But <laughs> what? What did he do with it? So he recorded. I just realized. So he records all those women. Yeah. But I guess he just like he plays it for it. his wife. And then I think when the cops are just... shooting at him, he runs. All right. And he so just leaves. Just gone. It. I right. think. I think he knew he was going to kill himself the whole time. I think he's a big fucking limp noodle. Yeah. And he was not planning on seeing. He was just going to try to upstage his wife. Yeah. And it didn't work. Like, look what you did. Yeah. And just like, right. He's going to He was going to try to get the eight episode Netflix series and she Uh would be forgotten. And instead, it went the other way. Good. (laughs) But now his son's doing it. So who knows, man? Maybe his son's on it. Yeah. I got to say, this was an awesome experience. So I owe you a big one. (laughs) If I find one of those cassette players for 20 bucks, I'll buy it for you. Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah. We can resell it. We'll resell it and split the profits. (laughs) You know what? If you can sell it for that much, you can keep the profits and rub it in my face. Oh, just when you deal. spend the profits, just send like <laughs> insulting messages to me about how right you were. <laughs> I'll just I'll just join the, highest, the deal. highest Patreon level. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you can do a lot with that if you sell one of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do you want to tell everyone one more time uh, where they can find you online? I'll have it in the show notes, too, but they probably want to hear you say it. Oh, sure. Yeah, you can. Well, okay. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Vinyl Girl, G-R-R-R-L. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, I'm at The Vinyl Girl because it was taken, but whatever. Bastards. It's fine. They don't and, appreciate good branding. Yeah. I'm also, sometimes you can catch me on the Losers Club podcast yeah. or uh, Pod and Pendulum. Uh, I make some appearances. I'm in the regular rotation, I guess, over there. So you can catch me on there, too. awesome well thank you it's always a pleasure when you come back you're one of our favorite people uh a lot of our awesome guests you guys have heard this month are thanks to rachel so we owe you a lot (laughs) as always uh anytime you want to come back and talk about anything the door's always open for you you know that there's a lot of other holidays we can cover so there you go we can do a valentine's day movie for thanksgiving valentine's april fool's day leprechauns we got yes all sorts of stuff. leprechaun is coming someday it's already been discussed (laughs) all right (laughs) one of our favorites uh but yeah that's it guys uh we will see you tomorrow for yet another horror movie 31 days 31 pods i hope you guys are having as much fun as we are uh we will see you tomorrow bye